When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like sometimes also culturally people don't think about entering the hospitality industry and I would love for more women to enter because you can do pretty much everything. You could do sales, you can do HR, you can do finance, you can do operations, you can work in food and beverage. So I think is go ahead and look for it. Look for those opportunities, maybe in your local hotel or if there's a regional office or a cluster office or an airline in your market that is hiring. Definitely take a look at it. Hi, I'm Kelly Edwards and this is Let's Go Together, a podcast from Travel and Leisure about the ways travel connects us and what happens when you don't let anything stop you from seeing the world. On this episode, we pull back the lens a little to take a look at the hospitality industry with my guest, Diana Plazas Trowbridge. My name is Diana Plazas Trowbridge, and I am the Chief Sales and Marketing Officer at Marriott International for the Caribbean and Latin America. Diana is a marketing leader in the hospitality industry with over 15 years of experience. Now an executive in charge of Marriott's Caribbean and Latin America properties, I was curious to find out more about how she got into the world of travel and hospitality. Let's just get right into this. Has travel always been a passion of yours? And how early did you discover your love of travel? Yes, always. I honestly think that the first sign that I had that I would love travel is from being a kid. So I grew up down in Colombia, South America, not to be confused with so many of the Colombia cities across the U.S. And every New Year's Eve, we have lots of different traditions, whether it's eating 12 grapes or putting stuff behind the door or whatever. But for me, when the clock struck midnight at New Year's Eve, I would run around the block with a suitcase because (laughs) that was supposed to say that you were going to travel a lot more the year ahead. So every year as a kid, you would see me with my suitcase dragging it around the block. Um, And now my family actually jokes that they have to lock the suitcase in the closet on New Year's Eve because of how much I travel. Oh, that's so funny. And when I read that about you, I laughed because I can only, I didn't know you were like such a tiny, like a smaller child. I'm just imagining maybe like a teenager who's running around the block. But as a child, that's pretty ambitious at a very young age to know that you want to travel a lot. And your uh, tradition is quite an interesting one. I'm sure some of our listeners will be like, maybe that'll bring me luck. I might walk around the block with my suitcase. (laughs) I know. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what's been your favorite destination so far and what has made it memorable? I feel like that question always makes me feel like when people have multiple kids and they tell you who's your favorite child. Um, (laughs) As I was thinking about it, I keep track of how many countries I've been to. So I'm at 64 countries and to pick one is just so, so difficult. Like I just, I keep thinking of Colombia, for example, I love my country and just everything that it has to offer or different places across my region, whether it's Rio or Grand Cayman or Buenos Aires, like there's just so many cool places that I've been to. 
But if I have to pick one overall, I guess I have to say Hong Kong. Um, My husband and I did this crazy, ridiculous honeymoon trip all around the world. So we went fully around the world. We flew east and made all kinds of stops. And my husband, for example, is not a big Disney guy, but I love Disney. So we were able to do Disneyland Hong Kong. But at the same time, we love good food. So we had some great meals at some street joints, but then also at Michelin star restaurants and did bar hopping that one of my colleagues had given us this whole list of places in Hong Kong. So we went to all these little hidden bars one night. I have so many amazing memories and I cannot wait to go back. That's really interesting. I actually... I've been to Hong Kong myself, and I like that you had that insider information from your friends with the bars and stuff, because I was just definitely running around lost and in awe of everything. And so to have that inside information from a friend is always super helpful. So I'm kind of jealous that you got to do so much. (laughs) I have to share it. I'll give you my list. (laughs) Please do. Please do. When did you decide to pursue a career in travel and hospitality? So it happened super random. First of all, growing up again down in Columbia, I wanted to work for the United Nations. My best friend and I, like we had this whole dream. We were going to go and work for the United Nations together and represent Columbia in it. So I went into international development studies and always had this background. I was working for a dot-com in LA. I lived in LA for about 12 years and working there, a job opened up with another hospitality company and just happened to find it online, applied for it. And now 16 years later in this industry, I wouldn't change it for the world and don't see myself really working in any other industry. I know it's like, once you are in travel in some aspect, and you can find a way to make money at it, (laughs) and make it a career. (laughs) It's definitely hard to look at doing anything else. I mean, I totally understand and can relate to that. You're like, you found something you were passionate about, and it happens to be in travel, and it doesn't really get any better than that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So what is it that you enjoy about working in hospitality specifically? Well, It's hard to say what specifically, honestly, I love everything about it, but I think it starts with the people. I think the way that we're able to impact both our associates that work in the different hotels and the journeys that they get to build for their careers, moving across different countries, getting to experience different brands, different groups of people that they get to work with, but then also for our guests. like. We get to be part of people's weddings, of people's big job meetings, of their honeymoons, their family vacations, their first trip to a new destination. And you get a chance to be a part of that and to influence that. So I think it's just the way that we're able to do that as part of the industry and the way that we are able to then have some of those experiences ourselves. I think the the people we meet, the places we see, the experiences we get to have. I was talking to somebody the other day about the turtles that we do, the release program at so many of our hotels. And being in this industry allows me to have so many of those experiences. And now I've done it at a few actually different beach destinations where our hotels do it. But it all starts with the people we get to meet and then the impact, we, the memories. Like you ask everybody and everybody has a memory of a hotel. Uh-huh. Everybody has a memory of a trip and how the hotel played a role in that trip. Very much so. Um even though I spend a lot of time in like the outdoors and the adventure space, some of my fondest memories are 
in a really beautiful hotel in a far-flung destination. And it's my interaction, you know, with the staff and looking at the architecture of the resort Mm -hmm. and the layout. It does provide a very big part of the memories that I have in travel and some very unique ones at that. So that's a great point. You were just speaking about how you get to experience so much seeing people's weddings and job interviews and how that is a part of your job that is very beautiful. But the other side of that is for some people, it's hard to separate work from leisure because we work in a leisure type of space, especially someone like you and myself, where we get to go around the world and enjoy all of these places. Has being a hospitality professional affected the way you travel? Yes, absolutely. And definitely in a positive sense, I have to share with you a memory. Um, I had a really good friend that I worked with for many years who actually passed away suddenly at a very young age. Mm. We worked together very, very closely. We had two aligned disciplines. And when we were preparing his memorial, he had actually made a post on Facebook, but like three months before that. And we had been to Thailand and he had posted a picture of himself riding an elephant. And he just said, you have to enjoy the places we get to visit for work because you never know when you'll be able to get back to them. You never know when you're going to go back and visit some of them. Mm. So that has really stuck with me that we get to go to these places. And before that, to be honest, Kelly, like sometimes I would go into a city and never leave the hotel. I would just go in there, have my meetings, go back to the airport. And that was it. So it's really about ensuring that I find a time to explore the cities, get to talk to more of the people, talk to our hotel associates, and also understand what they may be going through as well in those different markets. And it's even impacted me and the way that I interact with airline employees. When we think about it, I see it directly of what happens with our hotels. But then when you see airline delays and how much time we spend on planes and Getting a chance to see a little bit more of what they're going through as well has been something that's really impacted the way that I travel and just helped me value so much more the work that they do to get us there safely and the work that our hotel teams do to get us there safely, but then also how they get us to explore these different destinations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, especially as a pilot. I always make sure when I get off the plane that I'm like, thank you for getting us here safely. And I think so many people, they land and just rush off, you know, and it's like, do you understand the operation that it took to get you 3000, 10,000, whatever miles, you know, away from home (laughs) to this destination? I like that you like to acknowledge the people who are a part of the journey, even from the check-in counter to the gate agent, to the flight attendants, to the pilots. So I think that's great that you have done that. You are a Colombian woman. As a Colombian woman who is in charge of supporting Marriott properties in Latin America, what are your thoughts on Latin American travel? Yeah, so obviously I've mentioned it throughout this that I've very, very proud to be Colombian. I mention it every chance I get uh, to talk about it because I think that there's still this bad perception of some of the countries in my region. And whether it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there's still so much to offer in so many of the markets, so many different things. If you want adventure, if you want great food, shopping, nature, cities, history. I think when I specifically of Colombia, some of the most incredible biodiversity in the world, you'll find it there. 
I think of the city that I'm from, which is Cali, and it's considered the capital of salsa music. And you'll always find people listening to the music or dancing it or where you can go and learn to do it. Cartagena and its walled city and the fort. And I feel like every one of the countries in Latin America has that same combination. So they offer so many things for every type of traveler. And I hope that I can encourage people that I can get them excited to discover some of these countries, some of the things like when I learned about doing the kind of nature adventures in Paracas in Peru, which is like this desert on the beach location, just it's amazing. And you sometimes don't even think about it or carnival in Rio. And you would think like you see it so remote, but it's something that it's and fly away and you can be there. I feel like I could go on and on, but it really, it's it's an honor and a privilege for me. And it's a proud moment to represent my region, but then also for me to encourage others to discover it because there's just so much to do and so much to see. I absolutely agree. People always ask me that same question I asked you that's so hard to answer. Where are your favorite places to travel and what do you, you love to go? And I, even though I am not of Latin descent. I love Central and South America. It's incredible. Not only the nature, the history, the architecture. I love that you advocate for Latin America as a whole. But with that said, do you ever feel any pressure to represent and advocate as well for Latin America? I don't know that it's a pressure, but it's more a desire to do it. I think even just hearing you say it right now, it just fills me with this great pride that this is the region that I get to represent. And I just I want to make sure that I'm sharing that with more and more people. And if I can help represent that, if I can help encourage one person to go to Guatemala or to Panama, if I can get one more person to go see it, I feel like that's just a huge success in my book. So it's not about feeling like I have to do it, but it's more I want to do it. And I want to keep selling that message to whoever will listen to it. (laughs) Well, you have plenty of listeners who will hear it. That's for sure. That's for sure. What types of experiences do you hope travelers visiting your properties in Latin America will leave with? I think stellar service, stellar memories, and incredible food and truly kind of just those memories like we were talking earlier about the fact that you think about some of those hotels you think about what you had that meal you may have had at the restaurant or that person that checked you into the hotel or the person that made you that delicious omelet at breakfast or how they played a part in your family vacation or in your business trip so I think it's really about ensuring that we are giving you a chance as a guest to discover the destination, but also ensure that the reason for your trip is being fulfilled because of it and the role that we play as your hotel for it. We're taking a quick break. When we come back, I asked Diana to share her experiences as a female leader in the hospitality industry, as well as how Marriott is dealing with the ongoing pandemic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Welcome back to Let's Go Together from Travel and Leisure. My guest today is Diana Plaza Strobridge, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer at Marriott International for the Caribbean and Latin America. I was eager to find out more about her experiences as a female executive in the hospitality industry. Let's focus a little bit more on you personally. You've been honored as a top female leader in the hospitality industry. Tell us about your experiences working your way up in this industry as a woman and as a Latinx woman. Honestly, it's been amazing. And yes, maybe not every day has been incredible and not every day is super uplifting. But I definitely have to say that I've been privileged enough to have some amazing leaders and mentors that, interestingly enough, well, most of them have been men. At the same time, they've exposed me to great other leaders and surrounded me with other Latinx women that have shown me the path. So our area leader, for example, for Mexico is this Dominican woman that is a power force. Our general counsel is also a female Uruguayan. Our HR leader is also a woman and Cuban. So there's these great examples that I have that I can learn from, but I also that provide me support and guidance. And it's in a region that has been very male dominated, like culturally, Latin America, we still have a lot of that machismo. Yes, absolutely. So having an opportunity to grow in this business, having an opportunity to go toe to toe with male counterparts or owners or general managers and being able to partner with them and help them, but then also have them help me in this journey. It's been awesome. And I have to tell you, Kelly, one of the best moments was when I was announced for this job. And at Marriott, we have this daily email that's called headline news and goes out to hundreds of thousands of Marriott employees around the world. And I specifically said that I was born in Cali, Colombia, because it was so important for me to mention that. And the amount of emails that I got from some of our associates in hotels all over the world that felt like I am also a Latin woman and now seeing you in that role inspires me to know that I could get to that position as well. Mm-hmm. That was honestly like I saved all those emails because if I'm ever having a bad day, I go and look through those because that's the motivation that I need to continue to work in this industry and represent. I loved hearing that. That's beautiful. And it actually brings me to a follow-up question to that. For those who are looking to enter the hospitality industry, especially, you know, as a woman, a minority descent, what advice would you have for them trying to pursue a career similar to yours? I feel like sometimes also culturally people don't think about entering the hospitality industry and I would love for more women to enter because you can do pretty much everything. You could do sales, you can do HR, you can do finance, you can do operations, you can work in food and beverage. So I think is go ahead and look for it. Look for those opportunities, maybe in your local hotel or if there's a regional office or a cluster office or an airline in your market that is hiring, definitely take a look at it give it a chance, the opportunities for growth and just hearing you talk about travel and obviously my love for travel, there's always going to be that. And even now with COVID, people still have that huge desire to travel again as well. So the industry is going to continue to grow and there's just going to continue to be opportunities for it. And it's just a matter of looking for them and jumping in and taking the chances and getting started. If you hear that, 
I mean, this is from an industry leader. She knows what she's talking about. So please (laughs) take that information and run with it, just to say it simply. The coronavirus pandemic has had an extremely deep impact on the travel and hospitality industry as a whole, as we know. How has your team weathered through it? Honestly, the toughest year of our careers, and for many of us, also the toughest of our lives. I think when we saw last year numbers dropping 90% year over year, like, can you imagine that? Like, just you're down 90% from the year before. Wow. That's a huge number. Yeah. It's huge. Like, and you just think, like, what is ahead? Like, that uncertainty just didn't help. But I think that as soon as we started to see any green shoot at all, as we kept calling them those green shoots that are now turning into some nice blooms in some parts of the region, it helped and really proved the team that if we kept that optimism, because again, we're all in this industry because we love it. We love to travel. We love hotels. We love hospitality. And we knew that the world would want to travel again. And there were still also reasons for people to be staying in our hotels. Like we've had some contract business from, let's say, mining or oil exploration where they needed to quarantine in the hotels or they needed to like put all their employees together. So there was some business there. And if we worked all together as one, having the support from our company, having the support from the entire organization behind that, and really finding where those green shoots would start coming, where that opportunity was, really was going to get us through it and was going to lead us into the recovery. So I think it's been really leaning on each other, knowing that we're all going through a different stage of this pandemic, especially when you look across the region and some of the countries have had some really extreme lockdowns and being able to really take care of our associates that are in those markets and knowing that safety comes first and also how we then look out for the business and take care of it as well. So here is a question that I would like to know as a traveler myself, when it comes to testing on site at properties, does the Marriott have a program for that? What is that like? We do. So in February, we launched what we call Travel with Peace of Mind. And it is available at many of our resorts where you're able to get the testing done at the property when you're staying there. And being able to have that safely done and having it ready for you to be able to return to the US, especially for US travelers that required it and many other countries obviously did as well. So it was great to be able to mobilize our teams, work with local pharmacies and medical centers and being able to offer that because if you're going to venture out on your first trip, it helps to know that the hotel is taking every precaution necessary and that they're also going to help you with a test to be able to get back home. Very much so. I'm asking because I haven't stopped traveling since the pandemic because of my career. I'm more off the beaten path anyway, so I wasn't around a lot of people in in the first place. (laughs) But, you know, as I venture out and I am doing some things that are closer to home, Mexico and the Caribbean, I have this anxiety. It's like, okay, what about the tests now? Do I have to take one before I get there on the way back? And so I find that it's a peace of mind when you start learning what properties and what hotel groups are doing what, because it also helps you pick where you want to go because this is a new elevated level of things you have to do to travel now, you know? Absolutely. So, So if someone has a program in place, I'm more likely to go there than a 
a place that I have to go off site, catch a taxi or whatever to get there. So that's, that's very good to know. So thank you for that. Finally, as the travel industry, you know, begins to recover, what's going to be your next big trip? So last year, we had planned this crazy two-week trip to Africa, Rwanda, Tanzania, South Africa. I had been super excited about it, but sadly, had to cancel that. And this year, it's going to be a little bit more about closer to home. So this year, we have a new hotel opening up in Turks and Caicos, and I have never been. Oh, but my husband raves about it. Every chance that he gets, he tells everybody about how much he loved Turks when he went. So that's our next short vacation. But I have a big birthday coming up and I have never done a cruise, but we're going on the Ritz-Carlton yacht for my big birthday. So I'm excited about that. And it's new countries. I get to hit two new countries on my list. So I'm excited for that. Is there anything you would love to, you know, leave our audience with? Yeah, I think just I encourage everybody to see the world. And for those that are in the U.S., Latin America is so close to you. And there's just so many different experiences and just so much to see, so much fun, so much great food. I promise it's really great food. So just if I can get people to start to see some of the places that may not have been on your radar, that would be my great message. Just love the region and if you discover one new dish, one new song you love, one new city to walk around, my job is done. So thank you so much, Kelly, for the opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm so happy to have had you here. And sorry, I got to ask one more question. It just came up in my mind. So I said, why not while I have her? Do you have any properties that you think that travelers should see in both the Caribbean and the Latin American region? Oh, see, that goes back to the same thing. It's like my favorite challenge. I know. We just announced we're at 300 hotels. So I'm like out of 300, how do I pick the one? Holy smokes. But if I can talk about there's this brand that not a lot of people know because it's the Ritz-Carlton Reserve. So people think that it may just be a Ritz-Carlton, but it's not. It's this reserve portfolio. It's just some incredible properties where it's not a general manager, but it's your host that welcomes you into this great experience. And we actually have two of those in the region, one which is Dorado Beach in Puerto Rico, and the other one is Zadun in Los Cabos. So if I can have people think about reserve and what Ritz-Carlton Reserve stands for in those two hotels, truly just one of a kind experiences. If you want to be spoiled, if you want to just be completely cared for, highly recommend those. Oh, well, this is good to know. I'm going to Cabo tomorrow. I wish I would have talked to you before I made that trip, but I'll just have to come back. (laughs) Absolutely. This has been Let's Go Together, a podcast by Travel and Leisure. I'm Kelly Edwards. My guest this episode was Diana Plaza's Trowbridge. Follow Diana's thoughts on Twitter at Diana P, as well as on Instagram at D Plazas. Be sure to follow Let's Go Together on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and review. Join us next week as we head to the private island of Kokomo in Fiji to talk to marine biologist Kleena O'Flaherty about sustainable travel and marine conservation. Thanks to our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Danielle Roth, Lena Beck-Sillison, and Marvin Yu. 
This show was recorded in Los Angeles, edited in New York City, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks also to the team at Travel and Leisure, Deanne Krzyzewski, Nina Ruggiero, and Tanner Saunders. You can find out more at travelandleisure.com slash podcast. You can find Travel and Leisure on Instagram at Travel and Leisure, on Twitter at Travel Leisure, on TikTok at Travel and Leisure Mag, and you can find me at Kelly Set Go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week for more from Let's Go Together.